So welcome back to Stockport County Live. Uh, this week we are joined by our expert Liam Dickinson. All right, Dicko? How you doing, guys? You okay? Lovely to be here. Lovely to have you on. And obviously my um, co-presenter Chris Ridgeway is with us as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've not got a beer again, mate. What's going on? Do you know, do you know what? Thursdays is my night off. It's my night when I give my liver a rest. There's yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Someone smell his coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, Medico's just come out of his um, hot tub time machine, so uh, should be nice and clean. Nice and steamy. Come on, mate. Come on. What was the tell? Listen, this is the big. This is what everyone wants to know. Why was Liam Dickinson in a hot tub? Because I'm not a sheep. <laughs> I like to. You know what I'm like. I like to mix up. To be honest, I, I tell you what. I was. Um, I was actually away with um, on a staycation. Um, with, with the missus nice. and, and the kids and another another family of um, friends of ours, um, we, went, we went down to um, Tattersall Lakes. Absolutely beautiful place it is. Um, ne right next to, right next to the RAF base, and they were training night night flying. So that was good. <laughs> but it felt like we were just landing in the static caravan at one point. <laughs> my, my little girl, she's only two, and she was going. She fell asleep like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was um, it was lovely, yeah. So, yeah, I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd share the moment with everyone. So Mate, you, we loved not, it. You're not a sheep, but you were having a dip. Anyway, yes. we're here to talk about Stockport County, and apart from a dodgy first game, everything is now going to plan. County are absolutely steamrolling teams. They're kind of they're doing like what good teams do. They're having like. A bit of trouble first half, and then they're working teams out, and they're absolutely steamrolling teams. And now this is what the bookie said would happen. This is what you know that team has been designed to do. But when you've got a good team like that, you still have to go out and do it, Liam Dickinson. Of course, it doesn't come naturally. Um, it still takes a lot of hard work, and I feel like when you've got a team that are doing so well, the pressure's on more because teams want to beat you. Teams want to want to put that that um, winning streak to an end. And I feel like it's it's more important when you are winning games to focus and and keep up the hard work. Yeah, and not just not just winning games, but winning games well. Chris Ridgway and specifics, you know, start on Saturday, Dover to three 0 win, bit of a drab first half, and then Alex Reed comes on and changes everything. Yeah, um, he's the, there's the kid decide from file, is it? Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard I've heard quite a bit about him. I think he's. Um, it's been spoken about highly, highly. I know a couple of lads I spoke to. Um, it was it I spoke to down there, Ducks, um, and a couple of lads I've spoke to down there, um, and they, they have spoke highly of him. And obviously, you got the likes of you know Rooney popping up with goals. You know that's that's what you want players to be doing week in week out. And it's, it seems like they've you know they've, they've they've took off really well, and hopefully they can maintain that throughout the season. Because that's the hardest yeah. thing, I think, maintaining the performances. It's all right having the good performances, but the consistency is the. I think consistency is key. You've yeah, got to say, right. John Rooney. John, John Rooney's gone from no goals to five goals in two games. I mean, maintaining it that it is not going to be easy. Hard to maintain, but I mean, it happens. I think you know, you, you you get strikers and midfielders, and you know, you get players who go through through droughts and. People write them off, and then all of a sudden, it's, it just takes one or two games and a bounce, couple of goals, and 
bang, the, you know, the confidence is there. They're scoring goals. They're performing well. Not just scoring goals, but playing well as well. So I feel like, you know, hopefully, you know, that's that's a, you know the start of a of a, of a very good season for him. And, do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what caught my eye? I think you touched on it at the top there, Martin. The first the first game, the first game County had, you know, I mean, you can't say it was a dodgy performance. They've absolutely put Torquay to the sword, just not scored, and then Torquay have gone and, and snatched it. You look at all the games since, and you touched on it, where you said the first half, sometimes they do take a bit of time to figure teams out. I, I watched it. I was at the Dover game. Yeah, come on. It's, it's, not, it's not the best first half of football you've seen. Uh, and again, Whalestone have gone behind. But that's that's exactly you're right to say what they've done is they've built a team now that are going to figure teams out. And we've seen it before, Dicko, you will know it better than anybody. Jim Gannon, G- Jim Gannon is a master of playing this game. He's a, he's a tactical genius. He will he's, figure teams he's out. He's a lower league, Pep. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, you know, like I've said before on um, you know, on the previous podcast we did. The amount of work that he puts in off the off the pitch is it's just frightening, you know. The the um the hours that he puts in um just so he could get maybe one thing right on a on a Saturday or a Tuesday. And it works, it's been proven over the years and and you know I feel like going through the season and the players will see that and, and trust in that and the amount of times Obviously, like I say, when I was there, and you had the, the games where it was just dead. It was it was just like like a, a a bit of abysmal game. There was nothing happening, but you knew you'd get an opportunity, a chance, and and we were prepared for that. And and I'm pretty sure that's how the current county team will feel. They'll be prepared for that, that to take that moment, to take that chance. And it seems like they have been doing recently. So that's you know that's a good thing. I seem, I, I seem to remember us having that discussion. That sorry, mine. I seem to remember us having that discussion where we said. It's not often managers or or teams do the double over Jim Gannon side in the season. So if they do get the better of him, if they do beat him in one game, then he, he'll go back and he'll meticulously study why why they lost. And he's now doing that. I mean, he's not just this is not a new thing, but we're seeing it more now. He's doing that in the game. The first half is often very different to the second half because he's, yeah. if if we're not winning the first half, why not? And, and the, I mean, the Alex Reed substitution is is literally in a nutshell. You know, Reedy's come on, changed the game, won a penalty within ten minutes of being on the pitch. He's got his first goal uh, a few minutes later. He's gone on to get man of the match. I mean, that he's substitution been, has literally won the game. He's been doing that for a while. Um, I mean, you know, it's not about me. It's about it's about the current team we're talking about. But I'd like to just emphasise and. That Jim's been doing that for a while. I remember he took me on loan at Peterborough, um, and the first game against Ipswich, and he, he started me with, um, I think it was Mikhail Smith, fans' favourite, absolutely adored by the fans. And I think we we're about twenty minutes in, and it just wasn't we wasn't going going to plan. And instead of dragging me off, it was you know it was my debut. The, the, the Peterborough fans didn't know much about me. He dragged Mikhail Smith off. He was booed. He put um, he put. He put, he put another player on. He put Reedy on. We won three one. We beat him three one, and he was a hero. He made that. He's not scared of making these big decisions tactically. If he thinks he's going to going to help the benefit the team, he's not more. He, he won't make these changes to keep people happy. He'll do it to win games, and he's been doing that for a long time. And it's and it's paid off. Uh, it's paid off for him. And you know, I feel like 
again, you, you say he's, he's made that decision again. He's brought Alex on, and and it's and it's worked. And it's not just a coincidence. It's it's a lot of a lot of thought process behind it. And that's what I was. That's what I was going to say. That you know, he's always had that kind of tactical brain, that hard work, thinking everything through, looking at the opposition. Um, you know, building a team for for that, picking the the right team for for the opposition. But now, yeah. what he's got as well is he's got a really good squad as well. So whereas he might have had to bring somebody on because that was his only choice, yeah. Now he's got choices. Yeah. Now he's got a squad that he's built because he's been able to spend money that he, that he wants and he's got the players he wants. So now yeah. finally, it's like you know the, the jigsaw's complete for him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and again, that's it's a nice problem to have. Managers will say that all the time. You know, when your team, when your players are performing, and then your players, and then then you, your subs are coming off the bench and scoring goals or perform or putting good performances, it gives you a headache. But it's a good headache to have. Yeah. Um, one thing that comes up a lot, and and again, Dicker, we're going to rely on your your knowledge and expertise here. But one thing that comes up, and it has done. For years, and as long as I can remember working at County with, with Jim Gannon there, the, the people who criticise, the fans, and there's always going to be them, Alex Ferguson would have had them at United and everywhere in between. Um, there was always fans who say, oh, he could improve this, he could improve that. And it's always noticed that Jim shouts a lot on the touchlines during games. And a lot of people will will put two and two together and then they'll go, so that means his man management's not very good. Tactically, he's great, but his man management's not very good. Now, you look at the core players that he's got in this squad, the players that he's taken from the National League North to where they are now. And, and let's not forget, they almost made the playoffs last year. Yeah. If the season had played out, I think they probably would have made the playoffs. Made, yeah. yeah. Now, that man management has taken players like Sam Minahan, Ash Palmer, Jordan Keane, Adam Thomas, Ben Hinchliffe, for, uh, Niall Bell, from this part-time, you know, uh, uh, am I going to stay in football or am I readying myself for a, a full-time career away from it, to full-time professional football players who could well go on to win the league this season. If if that isn't a testament to his man management, then I don't really know what is. I feel like, like you say, you're always going to get critics, no matter who you are, no matter what level you are. You can be Cristiano, Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, you're going to get critics. You can, you, you can be a manager who's trying to get into the Football League. You can be anyone and you're going to get critics. But I feel like a good... Football in brain, a fan, a player, knows a good manager when they see him. And people, players need managing differently. Some players will need an arm around them. Some players will need a, you know, a bollocking. But it's about that balance. And I feel like, yeah, you're not always going to get it right. Sometimes Jim will scream and shout at someone and it's not gonna, it's not going to help him. But it's a learning curve. You said that he's been, you know... Previously, he, he'll make changes. He'll he'll look at videos and look at the games back, and and now he's doing it at half time and during the game, and he's wondering how I can change this. He's, he's still learning every day. He's, every game he's learning from the minute he was from when he was a player, so that to now he's learning as as is everyone as a player, as a footballer, as a sports person in life. You're learning daily, so I feel like you're going to get your critics. You're not going to get everything right, but. The majority of things he is getting right, and it's been proven over the years. Not only has he taken a, a handful of um, semi-professional players in the Conference North to where they are, into the National League and looking for promotion and almost into professional footballers, but he's done that at a higher level. He's, he's, he came in at Stockport County and kept Stockport County in the Football League. 
it got them promoted to League One, you know, when other managers couldn't do that. So it's, it's like I say, you can't please everyone, but I feel like a football, a good footballing brain knows that, you know, he's a, he's a very good manager and his, his management skills are good. Yeah, and Chris, tip of the, tip of the cap to Ash Palmer, who's been nominated for Northwest Footballer of the Year. Yeah. He really deserves that. And we have to be honest and say, you know, on the podcast 18 months ago, two years ago, I can't remember when it was, when he first came to the club, we questioned whether he was good enough. And that guy is getting better and better, and he's a cornerstone of this team and, and really deserves that nomination. I feel like it, it does. As well, though, the club brings it out in you. I mean, I, I remember back in the day, a lot of critics, Ashley Williams had a lot of critics. Is he good? He's not good enough. You know, he makes a lot of mistakes. Caps in his country for years, he's played in the Premier League. You know, he's, he, he, he's, he's been proven that he's. He's, he's played at the highest possible level. He's played with Gareth Bale. He's been carrying Gareth Bale captain. So it doesn't matter if people question you. You've got you, it's a challenge to prove them wrong. And I feel like Ash has done that. Um, Ash Palmer's done that. Sorry, and it's I feel like it's it's a it's a nice challenge to have, and it's good to prove people wrong. And and fingers crossed, he wins he wins that because he's fully deserved. Um, and, and you know, I, I hope he gets. Next year is 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 celebrated in, in the football league as well. Do, do you know what I like about Ash Palmer and Dicko? You you'll know this better than, than Martin and myself. To to make to make a career work at a football club, so many things have got to go right. You know there are there are so many examples of of good football players going to clubs yeah. and it's not worked for whatever reason. You've got obviously the, the club's got to be in a good place. I think the players got to got to have the ability and everything else. But there has to be that fit, that culture fit. And Ash Palmer has come in and he has had, he, he, you know, all right, Paul Turnbull was the club captain through the promotion season, but, but Ash was a vice captain and he, he stood in a lot for Paul that season. Yeah. And he just, he got it. That that season, the relationship between the club and the fans was something else. Players like Sam Walker, Matty Warburton, you know, these guys who scored the goals, got the assists and right up in the fans' faces, you know, they had this relationship. And Ash Palmer, again, you're talking about, captain in that mentality Ash Palmer was right at the front of that and it's because he's developed as a person I think we've seen that that playing style develop like just like you say like Ashley Williams did all those years ago you've got, and, that, um, you've got around that natural leadership it, it seems like he's got that um, and once you've got that and like I say Stockport County Esley Park is it's a fortress it's Fact, you know, you're not going to go to any other any other ground in that league and have an atmosphere like that. Let alone, you know, in, in the higher leagues, and it takes someone to to grab people, grab the, grab players by the scruff of the neck at times, drag them through games, or you know, you know, put their arm around them. Like I say, it's management. It's and you need a leader to do that. And it looks like he's 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 really starting to. Progress and you know and, and become that that new Paul Turnbull. He's such a nice guy as well. You know, like you again, you'll have seen this with players. There are some players like right. We see Roy Keane on the telly, right? You know exactly what he's like as a player in the dressing room. You can guess exactly what Roy Keane's like. But Ash yeah. Palmer, if I if I didn't know that he was a footballer, I would never picture him like that because he when you speak to him, he's really well spoken, speaks really clear, yeah. everything else. He's just. I, get, I don't know, I guess that's part of the ability of being a, a leader is just to adapt to the situation in front of you. Of course, of course. But like I said, you don't have to be a screamer and shouter. You can you can be a calm, 
considerate, cool-headed player and still have the respect from your teammates, the fans, the management uh, and the opposition. You don't have to be smashing people, telling people, oh, pull, your, pull your socks up, pull your finger out. You know, you, he's a way of managing games and, he, you know, it really does seem like he's, he's, um, he's progressing into a, you know, a, a very good captain. It's a fascinating thing, that, isn't it, respect? Because as you rightly just said there, Liam, you know, people can get it in different ways. Yeah, of course. And, and you will know better, again, better than us from playing with various captains, various other players. You look at people and sometimes you don't understand it yourself. But there are people that just command respect from you naturally. And it seems like he's one of those guys. You don't, you don't just get respect. You've got to earn respect. And he's doing everything right. He's doing everything the right way to, to, to earn that. Yeah. And um, so yeah, the um, the second game, five two win at, at Wilston. You want some? And again to you know to, to deal with some early problems and then uh, John Rooney's just gone crazy. Richie Bennett gets that's, a, that's a fine for you, Martin, by the way. <laughs> I'll yeah, take five in the fines, yeah. Again, it's gold yeah. confidence, um, Rooney, you know, it's it's nothing more you can ask for as, as, as a player, as a manager, as a teammate, than, than for someone to be scoring goals. And there's no no better feeling. So he's going to want to continue that. And he's going to go through droughts. You know, every, every, every footballer at every level does it. You get Sergio Aguero gets droughts. Do you, do you think he's? Do you think it affects him? It probably does affect him at times. But I feel like strikers, especially strikers, it's a confidence position. And when you when you're in when when you're in the back of the net, you think every game I'm going to score, every game I'm going to score, I'm going to get one chance, I'm going to score. And you think about your celebration, you think about how how you're going to score, how your goals are going, because you you've got that confidence and you're beaming. So it's nice to see that, and it's nice to it's nice to be a part of that as as a as a teammate. Because when your teammates scoring goals, you know you can rely on them. Yeah, and. Coming up, two games against Chesterfield. So they drew Chesterfield in the FA Cup and they've got a, a league game against Chesterfield as well. Do you look at the FA Cup game, therefore, slightly differently? Or do you literally, you know, take it as it comes? You, you pay you play your best side and you take play your it? Best side in the FA Cup. FA Cup, there's no, there's no better cup than the FA Cup. I mean, I used to love playing it in that that. Tuesday night FA Cup game under the under the floodlights. You can't beat it. And then we've I've had some I've had some great draws over the years. Um, the likes of them was it Cali Watford. We had we, we played Watford away. I've had I've played against Ashley. Ashley Young, did Ashley, did, did Ashley Young Ash, Ashley Young at Lahore and Mill uh, and Milder when I was when I was at Brighton played against Aston Villa. But um, I think Young played for Watford, didn't he? Yeah, played for Watford. Yeah, uh, Ben. What's he called? Goalkeeper. Ben Foster. Ben, ben Foster, Foster played. <laughs> Done me a treat. Went <laughs> to closing down. He just absolutely skinned me. On the FA Cup, I think County are due a big team, aren't they? It's been a long time. It has been a long time, yeah. One of those fixtures where it'll get the whole town behind them. Hopefully, and they, and next they, year they when, the fans, when the fans can get in there as well. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what? I, I, like that it, I like that it's Chesterfield. I mean... Look, we've got them in the league first, and because of the history with Chesterfield, and because let's be honest, they're they're a club that don't they should they don't belong at this level, just like no, County don't. No. And I, I don't want to sound presumptuous and all the rest of it, but come on. Um, 
but because of the, the history and what county fans will associate with that name Chesterfield, I quite like that we've got them in the league and then the cup. You, yeah. you know, you'll forget who they are when the game gets underway. Of course you will, but the fact that it's one of the bigger clubs in this division coming to Edgeley Park will have just played them in the league, so there'll be a bit of a talking point. You know, a few little battles I assume still going on on the pitch. And it, like you say, if we're going to tee up one of those big names a little bit further down the line in the FA Cup, it'd be nice to say we didn't get there by beating the dog and duck. Yeah. You know, we got there by beating Chesterfield and then someone else, you know. I feel like Chesterfield's a big club. Um, when we used to play, when I used to play them, I used to know it's going to be a good game. And like you said, they don't, they don't deserve to be where they are. So it is, it is a nice, it's, it's, it's good to play these bigger teams. Like you say, you don't want to, we got there for the dog and duck teams. You want to, you want to work hard. You want to prove yourself. And, I feel like when you play the, the the lower teams, it just goes under the radar. Whereas when you get a, a big team, it's like, oh, you know what? They've, they've done well there. They've, they've beat them. They wasn't expected to beat them. You know, they must be, you know, they must be working well together. They must be gelling together. And Jim Gannon must have a good bunch of lads there. And he gets noticed more, and I think you got to get more respect for it. There's a there's a taxi driver test, you know. When um in in the usual circumstances, when I used to to cover the game, do the commentary on the game. <laughs> And sometimes go for a few beers on Edgeley or something afterwards. You get a taxi home, taxi driver will say, Oh, you've been to the game today. And you say, Yeah, yeah. And we say, Who'd you play? And if you played someone like, you know, one of the bigger clubs down at non league, be it yeah. Wrexham, you know, Chesterfield, Strammers, whoever, um, then, All oh, right, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. But if you if you turn around to, with all due respect to teams like Brackley or, uh, or you know, Nuneaton or something like that, they'll, they'll go, Who? Who are they? Like, what, who are they? And they, so I think, I think it's always a, it's always nice to play teams that play the taxi driver test. Uh, yeah, as uh, again, as disrespectful as that might sound, they've um, they were in the semis as well about five six years ago, weren't they? They had a really good cup run, so you know they've got a decent pedigree. So yeah, they all, they've done well. They've won. You know, we had one of the old. Um, I'm not sure. Was it was it um, Christian Dennis went there? Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he, did. he, he was he was a. Uh, he was a very good player, Dan. Though he's, he, I think he was, I think he was very underrated, and he, geez, he could score goals. He had a wonderful. Gone Scotland, gone Scotland now, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, just moved up there. Yeah, he um, a wonderful left foot. But we were saying, uh, we was chatting earlier, and we were talking, we were talking about it's the first time in uh, in a while that we've stopped, won the first two games, back to back games, is it? Or, or, home, home games, home games, back to back home games. Yeah, home games. I think, I think I'm right in saying this. So I'm sure. Any of the wonderful people that like to pick us up <laughs> on uh, on errors in in commentary and stuff, I think I'm right in saying the, the last time County won back to back home games in the opening home games of the season, Jim Gannon was a player. Really? Yeah, I was going to say this definitely wasn't back to back first two games because I'm pretty sure that we scoring the winner against Dagenham, then the winner against Chesterfield back to back games in the first two games of the season would have been up there. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been up there. No, it would have been. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think I'm right in saying that. But uh, I let I let the starters pick me up on that. But I think I'm right in saying it. So, anything else um, to talk about the county before we move on to broken news? Just John Rooney's John Rooney's killing it. Ash Palmer's yeah. going to win the win the award. Sam Inahan slotted in. Jordan Keane, they've made the transition part-time, full-time. Uh, Sam, is, 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 happy. Is, is, it just pops up. Has he made is it 100 appearances or 150 appearances? 150 appearances, yeah, for Sam appearances. And you know what? I mean, for, for lower leagues, 
that's a lot because you go from one club to another and to, to stick it out and, and you know it's, it's a big club to be at as well especially especially in lower leagues if it's not working if you're not bounced on them leagues there's so many changes in, in within the squad and so to, to be a consistent player throughout is um you know it's it's, it's a re real uh you know i take my hat off to him yeah i remember chris when we were on the radio when i used to come down obviously i'm not a county fan but obviously i've watched a lot of county over I the years but <laughs> yeah. um but if you remember sam was always my favorite player and he, it was because to me he was one of those players who stood out as would give a hundred percent every yeah. single time and that's what a fan loves you know my you know complete all about energy working off his his own energy and giving it his all all the time so i'm yeah. delighted to see sam as part of this because you know he's had a few injuries and that over the last few years but he's still got 150 games under his belt and he's part of this fantastic squad now, so. and hopefully you know he'll, he'll, he'll get his chance in the football league next season fantastic so yeah chris came up with this thing called broken news which means it's not breaking news it's news what? that's already happened okay <laughs> In the world of football, let me just ask you, would you pay £15 on top of your subscription to watch a game of football? Absolutely, no chance. I won't pay to I won't pay to watch, I won't pay fifteen pounds to watch football live. <laughs> it's I'm, just I mean like Richard Landon to sort my tickets out of the county. <laughs> <laughs> Could he do that? I mean, I need to get him on the phone. You can if you've um, if you've if you've celebrated for him in the playoff semi final, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's not a lot to say about it because it's just so ridiculous isn't it it's just it's just scandalous i mean like you pay you pay uh, people pay what 70 80 90 pound a month for, for sky or virgin and and sometimes like i could say subscriptions on top of that for sky sports bt sports and then they want you to pay 15 pound per game i support united as well i'm not going to pay 15 pounds to watch united at the minute horrendous <laughs> so yeah. it's it's just going to be everyone's just going to be streaming, streaming. Yeah. I've, I've got a, I've got a theory. I've got a theory on this. I was speaking to a couple of the guys. Um, going to name drop now. Speaking to a couple of the guys down at Five Live about this earlier in the week, and uh, I've got a theory that they have completely overshot how much they're going to charge. So in their heads, you know, the, the plan is to charge much less than that. But yeah. if they put this massive figure out, like fifteen quid a game, then in a couple of weeks they can come around and say. We've listened to the fans. We realise we're going to do this. We're now going to bring it back, and it's only eight pound a game or something yeah. like that. And, and everyone will go, "Oh, they do listen." All they right, do. All right. That, yeah, that's what I might be wrong. Probably it's interesting, but, um, but I don't think they'll they will get the goodwill back that they've lost. You know, well, people might be happy that they'll now pay an eight pound, but I kind of like, like what they're doing because. I'll probably be able to say to the missus, I'm, "I'm not paying fifteen pound for to watch the football. I'll have to go to the pub and watch it." Spend <laughs> twenty five quid on ale. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and and that means you've got to you've got to buy a meal now as well. Yeah. Hello. Hello, oh, hello baby. <laughs> so, hello, Would you pay fifteen pounds? Yeah. Is the <laughs> and just to, to close off, just a quick chat about the Nations League. Um, I think it just feels a little bit Tim Pot and it's it's just, it's just friendlies. It's just like it yeah. feels like friendlies. 
what yeah. I don't understand if, if it's that important. Why would you not play your strongest team? We've got the best probably at the minute, they've probably got the best midfielder in the country, Jack Wilshire, sat on sat on the bench. He's by far the best playmaker, creates the most chances, and he's sat on the bench. And I, Jack, I, Jack I, Wilshire. Yeah, Grealish. Grealish. But you know what? I tweeted the other day, and it's you know, it's it's an honor. To, it's an honor and a privilege to play for you, play for your country. But I fully understand these players that refuse, the likes of Jamie Vardy. How can you ha- you be one of the best strikers in the league and just not play and get like six minutes in in two games? And uh, I just feel like it's and Danny Ings. You know, he had a season of his life, and he got like fifteen minutes in over two games. Yeah. You know, you get in a game because of your name, and I feel like I remember the the same conversation. This conversation's happened. Do you remember Darren Bent? You said the same thing used to happen. Top score, top English score in the Premier League. Couldn't get no, in. Never got a chance. Couldn't get in. And I mean, it does, it does, it does vary. When you know, I mean, some. I was watching. What was I watching? I was watching. Um, is it the Gary Neville? What's it? Some soccer box? Is it or something like that? Where he has, a, he has another player on with him, and they did watch yeah. the goals and stuff. And he had. Um, Robbie Fowler on with him, and he said, "Would you do you feel like you were a bit unlock, unlucky in your era because you had likes of Alan Shearer and, um, and players like that in front of you, and they were just un- unbelievable players?" But I feel like you've got Harry Kane, who's a proven goal scorer. But other than that, Jamie Vardy should be playing. Danny Ings is scoring goals. You've got Calvert Lewin who's come onto the scene now, and you know Calvert Lewin. He was actually at um, Staley Bridge with me. Um, yeah. Under years. Keith Briggs, was that? Yeah, I taught him everything he knows. Um, <laughs> but did he stand out, though? I've done. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, he stood out. He, he was. He was. You could just see he was an absolute athlete. You know, he was great in the air. He was quick. He could score goals. Half a chance he'd score, and you could say you could see from an early early, early stage he was he was going to be a very very good player. Um, but when you're these players and you're scoring goals for your club week in week out. And winning leagues and winning trophies, and you're not getting a sniff in it at international level. But these players that are performing for the clubs that are still playing, it must be frustrating. And I feel like I feel like Gareth Southgate is a, a people pleaser. He wants to. He's a yes sir, no sir kind of guy, and he needs to grow a set really and play his best players. Harry Maguire shouldn't be in that. I feel like Danny Ings and. By the way, hats off to Conor Cody. Unbelievable. Took his, yeah. took his, uh, you know, took his chance yeah. with, with all fans, and I, I really like him. And I feel like you should, we should play our strongest team. And and some yeah. of these players who have been playing for the last few years aren't, aren't in that. Yeah, Conor Cody is like a Sam Minahan. He's an, as I say, as a fan, he's the kind of player you want to see because everything loves. Clearly, loves playing the game, but gives you know he's a bit like Carragher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hundred yeah, percent passion when he's playing. He's put his body on the line for it, and and you know, and he's and he's so grateful for the opportunity he's got. Yeah, it's a shame, but I think my what I think is that the Premier League and the Champions League have killed international football outside of the World Cup. World Cup, we can all get up for it, but yeah, it's too much, too much pressure on the players. It's too much, you know. It, there's too much football. You know, it makes it difficult. Managers are going to pull pull players out of the squad. It's just too it's too difficult. I think you've got you've got is it a twenty two man squad? And and you just it's like one team, and then the next game is a totally different team. Yeah, 
And the yeah. third, third game is a mixture. Just need to keep that consistency more. I think you've got your, you've got your starting eleven to fourteen players mixed up, and then you, you know, if injuries are someone's really impressed in the season, give them, a, give them a chance. Give them, give them more than fifteen minutes. So, give them a, a game. Yeah. So, on that note, I think we can put Stockport County live to bed for this week. I haven't got a hot tub, so I'm off to fart in the bath. But I will. Um... <laughs> I'm off to sink a few more beers and um, and um, rem reminisce on the olden days. We'll Nico, we're going to have you back in a couple of weeks, aren't we? We're going to yeah. have you as a guest yeah. host quite a lot through the season. Looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, I am we'll looking forward to our, tri our trip together, guys. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it be, it's going to be a fantastic trip this season and we're going to yeah. live every minute of it. Cheers, Liam. Thanks, Cheers, Chris. Guys. See you later. Bye. See you, boys.